All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Behind the Human. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, I'm chatting with Mike, who is a serial entrepreneur, 13-time number one best-selling author, speaker, and interactive online personality. Also, ironically, after surviving cancer, it did not save him because six years later, he was waking up and something inside him said, my soul hurts. Mike knew something needed to change, which sparked a reinvention of himself and ultimately the work that he is doing now. So I'm excited, Mike, to dive in a little deeper on, you know, how you go from, you know, 13 time number one bestselling author to my soul hurts. Welcome. Thanks. Now it's nice to be here, Mark. And uh, yeah, it really comes down to something that I've noticed just about everyone experiences at some point in time in their life as an executive or a professional. And I was a 30 year hard driving entrepreneur and I had built and sold multiple businesses, um, had, you know, lots of success, worked with lots of celebrities and big brands But what happened is I reached a point where I had felt like I had outgrown who I was, what I did, why I did it, and who I did it for. And if you really Mm. unpack all that and look at it, it's um, something, again, very common. Um, You know, most people I know in their 40s or 50s reach a dark night of the soul. And it might be they go through a divorce phase or they spin off the rails and literally destroy their families. They've got they have big affairs or an addiction occurs or 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 any number of those things. Or in my case, I had almost died of cancer. Um, my first business cost me a marriage. Um, so I can honestly say my first business cost me a marriage. My second and third businesses just about cost me my life. And the current business, but mindset I had up and down negatively affect my, my marriage of 20 years with my wife, Vivian, uh, like three times we were on the, on the edge. And it, it was, it was me, you know, it was just like, I was gone a lot. I wasn't present. Um, my business depended on lots of complicated funnels and paid traffic and me being on the road and speaking and presenting and being a personality and then constantly having to innovate. And we had a complicated business model. And, and one thing, there were a few things that, that I struggled with and troubled me, but one of them was I just didn't feel like I had deep, meaningful relationships with my clients and my customers. And, um, you know, at some point when I did scale my business, the other thing that happened was like, I'm a really good startup guy. I am not a patty cake, run a business kind of guy, make people feel good and create cultures. And like, I get stuff done. I like to innovate and create, but as soon as there's two layers of management, I've outgrown the business, the business has outgrown me, and it's time for me to go away and do something else. So, you know, how do you really find your true purpose and what you're great at? And uh, as you're evolving as a human being as well, you know, I wasn't a static person. So all those things hit at once and I just found myself waking up. um, I started having weird panic attacks, fearful of all sorts of things. 
And I also uh, experienced what I would describe as being, I, I felt chemically depressed. And um, I just felt like I was inside a, a game that I couldn't exit. And I didn't know how. And I was like, what am I going to do next? You know, all those things started swirling around at once. And so um, I did my best to do something with the Dark Knight of the Soul. And I reinvented myself for probably the fifth or sixth time into <laughs> what I'm doing right now. But also I created a life of elegance and simplicity that um, is a lot more family oriented. And so um, it's positively affected my health, my marriage, my relationship with my son who just turned 18. And, and I love doing what I'm doing as well. Amazing. Do you remember, like, how did... How did you stop the spiral? Because the one question I was going to ask you and you answered was just like, where was all this showing up in your body? Usually one point something comes up and you're mentioning, you know, some panic attacks and you're starting to feel depressed. But that, you know, often for others, you, you just continue down that path, essentially. Was there something that triggered you to say, okay, this, like something has to give, something needs to change to, to push into that reinvention? It's a big step. Yeah, I, I think the the darkest time came from like I, I this is well I wasn't courageous enough to kill myself, but I wanted something to kill me. I was looking for a dump truck to come along and slam into me. That's the way I felt. Yeah. Like um, things got dark enough where <clears throat> I wanted an exit. I just wanted to get out of this spiral. And and some of the things that were going on is even though on the surface you'd look and say, wow, Mike, you've had a lot of success. Anyone who knew me knew I had built and sold businesses and had celebrity and, 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 and all that. But um, I had a complicated business and suddenly like there were multiple waves of things that quit working right. So the business became okay. an anchor. It wasn't profitable for an extended period of time. And um uh, you know, doing events just turned into pure hell. And, and anyone who's done lots of events before, I usually did three or four a year, know that you really, if you've got a real business, you've got to negotiate and get your, uh, get everything scheduled. So I was, you know, I had all these hotels and, you know, big things lined up. And if you don't fulfill your obligation, they're going to sue you. You know, you're, you've got a quarter sure. million uh, liability on your hands. And I just started doing the math in my head of the liability. And, and very often when you've got um, an online business, a product business, and then you're doing physical fulfillment as well, you're selling into the future. So you're paying your bills with money you're collecting now, but you've got to fulfill in the future. So really what you're doing is selling a liability. And, hmm. and, and I hated that feeling. Suddenly it just felt wrong. And every fiber of my body felt wrong about it. And this is something very common that I hear people, you know, they just, they're like, I've outgrown everything I'm doing. I'm, I've outgrown the conversations I'm having. I'm, I've outgrown the questions people are asking me and you feel locked and stuck. And that's how I felt. So Basically, what I did is I got um, some help. I got some coaches who really uh, got me thinking about the future and focused on what I really wanted. And and this is this was another hard pill to swallow. I'm the guy who's supposed to have all the answers. That's part of my identity. I'm a business coach, yeah. but you know you can't see 
if you're inside your own bottle, you can't see the label on the outside. Yeah. And, um, great and point. So, yeah. And, and then, um, I got myself in the best physical shape of my life. I just started working out because I figured if my brain is hurting, I'm just going to work my body as hard as I can. I figured wherever my body would go, my brain would follow. Um, completely quit drinking alcohol, really cleaned up my diet, and I was working out really hard a couple days a week or a couple days, a couple times per day rather, and doing stuff like cold plunging and swimming and running and I mean just bodybuilding, et cetera. I just like really got, um, disciplined and started waking up ritualistically. And like, first thing I do, I'd make my bed, um, really started having hard conversations with my wife, um, about what she wanted and what was missing and what she needed. Um, and I just turned into a better listener. And then, um, from there, um, I asked my question, what would I love? What would I love? What would I love? And, um, and then I had to find a way to elegantly wind down the business because if I were to just say, I quit, I would literally have to write out a check probably for, you know, somewhere between 800,000 and a million and a half dollars, you know, if I just stopped sure. everything. So it's so like, okay, how do I elegantly wind this down? And it turned out, I just was honest. I just told all my clients and customers at the time, people I was working with, I'm going to shut down this business. These are the last times you're going to be able to experience or do what I was doing at the time, which our courses revolved around writing books and becoming best-selling authors. We taught people how to speak and sell. We media trained them. We taught them how to coach and consult. And so we had an info product and an event-related business. And I loved doing the performance, it was the business I just stopped liking. I didn't want to be an online marketing guy any longer. It just felt wrong. So, and I just told people, I said, I'm going to do a reinvention and uh, you've got an opportunity to go on the trip with me. I'm going to transparently show you what I'm doing. And they, by then people really saw something had shifted in me. You could noticeably see my face had changed just because I had lost weight and clearly Mm. been detoxing for a little while. And I was open and I said, and, and I'm not joking. This is the last time. This is the last of each one of these events. So I sequentially lined them up, did my fulfillment and then um, left. But the way I left is I, I started um, in kind of like an advanced um, executive coaching program. And from there, um, learned a lot. And then that turned into my current business, which is, we call it the Superpower Accelerator. And it's all, it just revolves around just that, which is really identifying that core element of who you are and how to um, provide huge value to the world um, along with a simple, elegant business model that pays well, but is all about deep, meaningful relationship and connection with yourself and, and the people you're working with. And as simple as it sounds, it manifests in a whole bunch of different forms. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, it, well, it's your experience, essentially. It's starting, it's starting from within and you individually, and obviously the results and the business that, that come from that are coming from, you know, as, as authentic of a place as possible, essentially, right? 
Yeah, yeah. And I and and it and we do this stuff. I mean, in the doing part of the business involves um uh, you know, helping people like I'll, I'll write about people, I'll get them published in, in multiple, um, publications very quickly, um, media train them super fast and create a sales story, a sales journey and craft a new offer. That's usually three to 20 times more expensive than anything they've sold before. Okay. That's focused on their, their creme de la creme of their client base or who they want to work with. You know, they're, two percent or 0.2 percent not the 80 percent or even the 20 percent so the whole idea is inside of three days we craft a new offer story identity and then actually get it done so we do what some people have been thinking about for years inside of three days so within you know before the end of the week they can go out and have a completely different conversation with new people or existing people and enroll them in this new business and we do it with brands as well as well as people so okay. um you know i've got 30 years of experience building and creating brands and writing books and creating all the marketing stuff that matters so um they get all that plus i've got a killer team that's just you know they're like a strike force team of delta you know it's like delta force yeah. So we can create miracles, but it all begins with giving yourself permission to let go and detach from, and also recognize and see old traumas that are clearly controlling you and driving you. And this, we all have it, you know, we carry our low self-esteem with us everywhere we go. And yeah. the DNA of our business is in the DNA of the, the founder and the founder's limitations are limiting the team. So um, you know, part of this is, is when you create a new message, you create a new story and, uh, you have a conversation about a new identity. Um, you can step into that because when we create, for example, I usually bring people into my studio or we do it remotely. And, um, I, I write for entrepreneur magazine, for example. So very frequently mm -hmm. I'll create an entrepreneur article in a video and, we do the interview based on your new identity um, on your new offer as if so yeah. and it's based upon truth you know there's nothing that isn't true about it but um when you talk about it it becomes real and then when it's released it becomes material that you can use to reach out to the world and because it's backed by a substantive platform um people look at it and they're like what happened to you yeah I love these stories because it's like I can hear, I can hear the 30, you know, years of experience and tactics that are still being deployed, but just being mm -hmm. deployed from essentially a strategy or from a place that, that starts with some serious work that normally, uh, and most if quite frankly to this day, you know, skip over, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, the way, you know, the next way this shows up, you know, I can give you a couple little mini case studies if you want to hear a story yeah, or two and a, a practical tactical. So I'll start with one that's um, ongoing that I love um, and it's an individual versus a business or a brand. So again, a, a brand experience is more um, company related and there's always something else going on. So, you know, it, you're still dealing with an organism, um, but we'll start with an individual first. So this is a guy a little over a year ago, 
um, I went on a trip. Part of my own healing was take as much time off and quit participating in the illusion that I owed someone something or something had to be done on someone else's calendar or schedule mm. or whatever that may, there's always some attachment there. So I had to let all that go and live with the fact that everything was going to be okay. I had trained my, my nervous system to be in panic mode from the time I was probably eight years old, maybe even younger. Okay. So if you, create businesses based upon fear and um, not having enough, not being enough, running out, that demon exists in your core being. And I had to eradicate that, okay? So um, one of the ways, I, one of the things I started doing is just going on kind of funky, exotic trips. So I arranged to go on a trip. It was like a business-related trip, like a mastermind, a chill one. I was led by a friend of mine to Fiji. I hadn't been to Fiji before. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go swim with some dolphins and go fishing and swimming in pristine waters and 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 meet some awesome people. Yeah. So I ended up connecting with a guy. His name is Justin Donald. And, um, you know, really low key, um, but really smart, wise. He'd read a lot of books. So we had some great conversations, finally got to this, so what do you do conversation. And um, he said, well, I'm a cash flow investor. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. What does that mean? He said, well, um, I used to work for Cutco. And I was like a sales manager and I started making small investments and just reading and pouring over books and learning everything I could about investing. And uh, I started investing in a couple things, real estate initially, and then it moved on to other things. And my goal was be, to first be able to earn enough money so my wife, who was a teacher, could quit her job and homeschool our daughter and not have to work anymore and then do it for me. Hmm. And uh, once I did that, I became a full-time cash flow investor, which basically means I make investments that generate cash flow now. I'm like, okay, great. Um, and then he, I started asking him specific questions. So tell me some of the things that you invest in. And he started breaking down, you know, I did this and then I did this and I did this. But what I heard was a philosophy, a completely unique, different way of how to approach investing in money. And he told me one thing that completely changed my mindset about investing. And I'll get to that in a moment. But um, as we went along, I finally said, Justin, you know, you've got something really remarkable. Have you ever considered writing a book? And he goes, I'd like to, I just don't know where to start. And he goes, do you speak? I'd like to, uh, you know, I talk once in a while, but I don't do it formally. And I go, how about like a mastermind or, or teaching people your systems and strategies? There's really wealthy people who've got a lot of money who would love to have an advisor or a coach like you. And he goes, I want to do all that stuff. I just don't know how to do it. And I also don't want to mess up this amazing lifestyle I have. He said, I don't have a job. And I said, well, you just happened to meet the right guy. And I said, I know how to build a platform for you and with you. And uh, I said, what do you think you're, you know, what you do would be worth if you charge someone that? And he goes, I don't know. Do you think $15,000 um, for a year would be too much? And I go, I'll tell you what, I know how to create a $250,000 offer for you. And he's like, really? And I said, yeah, really. So after the trip, we got together and got to work. And um, to make a long story short, we did this thing we call it Vision Day. Within the first day, we had identified and created 
um, and registered and trademarked lifestyle investor and lifestyle investing and started working on a book by the same title. And by the time we were done after two days, crafted a $250,000 offer. Um, the framework for uh, a, a group coaching program, which for all practical purposes is a mastermind, crafted the offer, did an interview, and I wound up writing an article and doing an interview about him that's in Entrepreneur Magazine, and it's Justin Donald is the Warren Buffett of lifestyle investing. Is hmm. the um, So now he's got that caption, that title for the rest of his life, and we yeah. effectively wrote his book as well. Um, which is um, minutes away from being published. So it's completely written. I got him a publisher and we wrote it. And, you know, one of the things that I've, I've written a lot of books, so I have the ability to listen to someone, learn their voice and their wisdom, and then inhabit the minds of their ideal client, like imagine an audience, and then I can um, effectively channel the content through that person's voice to their ideal audience in real time. And I've got an amazing person named Marisa, who's my number one, who's a synthesizer integrator. Her job is to capture real time stuff and structure it into a product. So basically we wrote the book on the fly. Wow. And so we created a book called the 10 commandments of cash flow investing for passive income and financial freedom. So what I didn't leave, what I didn't say about Justin is so he went from, um, you know, being around, you know, having a net worth of maybe around a million dollars because he had had a job and he had started investing to from the time he quit a year later, over $10 million or over in, in less than four years. Let's see. Actually, it was within 21 months, got to his first 10 million and in less than four years, doubled it again and now he's well past that um in another year later i mean this guy's got some magic special skills sure. and um and so in addition to all that i introduced him to his first quarter million dollar client who is a guy i had known i said i got a guy you want to meet with i knew a little bit about him and kind of set up the conversation and boom and then the same week he enrolled another person for another quarter million and then he did just reached out to uh we identified his perfect audience he reached out to a group of people did a couple webinars and got 30 people in his uh mastermind which started at 35 grand a year so we created a million dollar platform in less than a year all focused around this guy's unique abilities his superpowers his special sauce yeah and packaged it and so, um, but it, it was natural and, um, not forced yeah. and everything's yeah. based upon real transformations and, um, and like I, I helped him make something I wanted to buy, you know, that was the thing is it was like, would you <laughs> buy this from yourself? Is this something you want? And it's very sure. aspirational. So that's, um, that I think is a good example. And I've got a couple other, other types too but first i'll just stop for a moment and see if you got some questions yeah i mean that that's inspiring stuff and it for for me what i love about it is that you know whenever you talk about you know cash and and, and money like this it's like 
you know, there's a lot of examples of people making you know, great money and doing really well and are successful in, in a certain definition. But your definition, and I believe what I'm hearing from your client's definition, like the cash and the, or the money or the results of that is, is, is so baked. And again, this like core, like he was doing, he was doing the, he's doing the work he wants to do. Like this isn't just creating a business for the sake of creating a business. And that's, you know, if we can have more of that in the world, then I, I really think A, we'll have a hell of a lot more happier people. We'll be showing up, you know, servicing people, you know, f- full heart and, and kind of full in and people benefit even more on the other side because of that. And yeah, I just, uh, hats off to to you and the team for going down that journey. Well, it's, it's, it's grueling hard work. I mean, it's brain breaking, back breaking work, but here I'll give you one concept that is an overriding principle and driver in all this is, um, we approach this through the lens of how do we create an amazing ecosystem and how that ties into what you just said is, um, uh, the illusion that, you know, you, if you live in the world of the influencer, for example, it's like um, you think that having tons of followers and tons of likes and constant contact and blah, 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 blah is going to actually do something for you. And I'm here to say, uh, and I used to also say one of my objectives, my goals is to create a million millionaires. Okay. Um, and I had a plan and a thought on how I was going to do that. That was my resounding, like, a rally cry. And then I thought, well, what if I created uh, 10 decamillionaires or a hundred of something instead who in turn uh, were part of a community, an ecosystem that affected each other. So what, what I've found is the people that I'm working with right now, I'm a lot more selective about the who. And I'm like, where will this person fit inside this tightly knit family? Because what I found is people I'm working with, once they've got their platform, they've got like their book, they've got their um, packaging down, they've got their story down, they're easy to refer. refer. They're easy to fit into a bigger picture. And now most of the people I'm working with are working with each other in some way, shape or form. So I select right fit individuals. And so like one of the guys in the community is a super connector. He's just like, he's one of these guys who seems like he knows everyone and he's great at connecting folks. Another one isn't a mergers and acquisitions guy. Well, every business should... Um, at least aspire to building something that's scaled and sold someday. It's a great way to exit and walk away with some great money. And then there's a guy like Justin, who's an amazing um, money guy. And then, um, uh, and then I've, I've got a couple I work with who are uh, faith-based, for example, they fit into a, a, a certain picture and the list goes on and on. There's money people, there's advisory people, there's health. Um, and I like being able to refer. And then, of course, there's some other communities that I belong to, like Strategic Coach. So Strategic Coach is one of my clients, with Dan Sullivan and that gang, and we've been working on their sales system. Well, I have a belief that every business owner should should be in Strategic Coach. It's one of the most profound places to learn how to think differently. 
Hmm. And so, um, um, you know, all these, all this stuff, the, when you get down to it, the reason you don't have what you want is because you don't think properly. You don't have the right story. Um, you haven't adopted a congruent identity that is congruent with what it is you desire, what it is you truly love. And you've also acknowledged the fact that as an evolving being, that's going to change all the time. And you've got to create room for that and compassion for that evolution as well. And, um, you know, these things aren't often spoken about, talked about, nor taken into consideration um, as we, we grow. And, and again, what the unfortunate byproduct of scaling and growth and business and, and all this is the damage it does to your soul when um, you're not doing this deep work on a regular basis. And I think integrating it and then being able to have any an ecosystem that supports these conversations is super important. Well, you're on the right podcast, sir, because that's that's essentially the the sole purpose of this show is really to share stories, ideas, and practices uh, that you know hopefully resonate with someone on the other side based on where they're at in their life right now. And I, I think that's a key point. It's like a lot of the stuff, right? You know, we've heard before, and it, it but it doesn't sink in until we need it to sink in or there's a big event that happens like in your case, right. Where you, uh, you know, made the decision to, to go down that reinvention path. And, and there's so many different narratives of, of what that looks like. And I had a different one as well. So, you know, this kind of stuff, I think the more we can have these type of conversations and a show that, you know what, everyone that's doing well in some capacity and are happy and financially thriving are focusing on, uh, first and foremost, focusing on their mind to keep their mind healthy. And that includes body, spirit, the whole package, right? It's, uh, it's got to be functioning because if, if it's not, y- you can't be thriving in a survival state of mind or it's really hard to do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, and that's, um, um, yeah, so there's, at, when you're talking about that, there's two directions we can go. I can either give you a us another mini case study or um, we can go down the pathway of the health supplementation a few big lessons that i've learned both as a cancer survivor but also i'm i'm 54 years old about to turn 55 and uh and i know you're younger than me um but what happens over the next couple of decades and how your brain starts behaving your body starts behaving there are great shortcuts that we can take right now and i've spent an enormous amount of time thinking about it and trying to get exposed to as many of these tools as possible so you pick yeah. your own adventure yeah i love it this is a i love the the format of this show uh, I definitely want to go down that route, the ladder, because one question that was coming up, and it, it might be answered through this, uh, but as you were sharing the example and as you're sharing, you know, your work, I, I, I wrote down, you know, that it seems like you have a really unique and dialed in skill of listening. And what I've noticed over the many interviews that in order to be able to listen like that, you have to have some sort of mental clarity and, and self-awareness and all of that. So I'm curious, Mike, 
you know, what, what are you doing and does it, how does it involve or revolve around some of the stuff that you just mentioned to keep your mind clear so you can see, you know, that one moment with, uh, the, the example that, that you mentioned with, uh, what was his name again? You mean the lifestyle investor? Yeah, uh, Justin. Yeah, the one Justin you know where you no. yeah where you pick where you're able to pick up. Okay, if there's that unique spot, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that if your mind's you know projecting forward all over the place, or you're thinking of the last conversation, or you're struggling in your marriage. You, you, your mind's fogged. So what what's working for you? Well, um, I'll tell you. I'll give you a couple. Uh, thoughts. One of them is, you know, I do two podcasts, one with Dan Sullivan, who's one of the best thinkers I've ever met in my life. And he's very, very disciplined. He writes four books a year. Um, wow. He okay. <laughs> does uh, 10 podcasts, believe it or not. And he's 76 years old. Uh, really, Incredible. really. Uh, and um, he burns 800 to 1000 calories every day before breakfast. Wow. Um, I mean, it's just crazy what this guy does and he's meditated for 50 years. So, and then I do a second one with a guy named Gay Hendricks who wrote the big leap and 37 other books, uh, another 76 year old. Don't ask me why. So I think <laughs> one of the things is, but, but spend your time with wise people, older people who read a lot. Um, and, uh, learn how to ask questions, but I'll also tell you that something that I started doing a while ago. I, um, I love influence and persuasion. I've studied it for a long, long time. And a lot of my products and services revolve around that and NLP and, um, just paying attention to words people use. And, and so something that, uh, from a structural point of view, there's, there's a framework I use um, when I um, do what I call enrollment conversations, I prefer not to call it sales because I want people to enroll themselves. I don't want me to be the one doing it. I want people to arrive at our conclusion simultaneously and know that we're, we're a right fit for each other. So the framework starts out with something that Dan Sullivan um, created many years ago called the Dan Sullivan question. It's also based upon NLP concept, which is on future pacing. Okay. So, and I've modified it over time. And I used to have a variation of this before I learned about Dan and, and, and the question, but it essentially revolves around, and here's, I'll give you the Dan Sullivan question. I'll give you the variation that I do, which is, um, so Mark, I want you to imagine for a moment, um, that if you and I were meeting here three years from today, what needs to happen both personally and professionally for you to feel happy or satisfied with your progress? Hmm. That's the Dan Sullivan question. Now, the variation I do would be, and, and again, um, this requires a tiny bit of pre-framing, but um, imagine for a moment that Um, you and I were meeting and you came to me and said, Mike, I really, really want to reach more people. Um, I want to simplify my life and my business and I want to find, uh, ways to have right fit clients coming to me already 
prepared to work together. And, um, I, uh, I want to be able to charge significantly more. I want to charge what I know I'm worth instead of what the market will bear. I'm tired of being commoditized. Now that again can, can come up in the form of any business type, but let's just pretend that that was the preframe. So you know, knew why we were talking that this was in fact a business conversation. Sure. So the way it would be reframed is okay. So Mark, let's pre let's imagine that you and I started working together today and I taught you everything I know and actually helped you do it. What needs to happen personally and professionally for you to feel that this was the best decision, the best investment you've ever made in yourself. Okay. okay. So that the whole point of this revolves around, I want you to future pace yourself and paint me a picture Create a movie starring you as the hero with me or my product or service as the guide, um, taking you on a journey where you get to have whatever you want. You get to live happily ever after. What would that look like? Love it. Well, and there's that investment side as well, right? And in investing in yourself and just yeah. planting that seed. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yep. And makes then from sense. there, we ask a few more questions. So invariably... Um, you, we've got to answer like, why don't you have what you desire? What's been standing in your way? And then, um, what opportunities are you not taking advantage of? You wish you could, um, that if you solve this challenge, you'd have more of what you really want. What are those things? And also what are you surrounded with right now that you don't even know, notice? I like to open that up That's and big, let you yeah. see the, uh, the, the, the amazing opportunity and potential. And then finally, I really want to know what you believe your superpowers and strengths are. And so the way we tap into that is I will ask you um, success stories, transformational stories about how you've helped other people or helped yourself, because that really becomes the framework of what we're going to build and grow. In other words, you, in order for me to do magic, I've got to have some, some good clay to work with some great history. You know, you've got to have a history of implementation and coachability and success. Um, you know, I'm not going to be your startup guy and tell you what niche to pick and all that. I'm, I, I left that world. Sure. Um, <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta be in a place where you've actually done the work and put in the time, um, and put in your 10,000 hours. Yeah. But, um, but getting back to answering your question about asking questions, um, I think the, the secret to all this it's even when I asked you today before the podcast ran, I asked you, how can we make this experience, this podcast an 11 on a scale of one to 10? Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a multi reframe. And also it's a little play with words, but it also gets you to think bigger than a normal container. So our limitations have to do with, uh, learning how to actually compassionately see the the containers we live in which are limiting beliefs in themselves and find out what those are and and how they were installed and then instead of breaking them down or doing a bunch of therapy it's sort of like now nah, i want you to imagine a different future as a different hero and step into that literally try on a new skin a new body a new mind and feel it 
and then create the construct, the rule set to operate within. And a lot of that has to do with crafting social proof, something that you believe in the outside world will, will believe that's actually true. And that's something that can be manufactured very, very rapidly. Powerful stuff, powerful and practical. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan, or I, I should say I'm a collector of questions over the years with these shows. Uh, and that's part of the, the book I'm writing it as well. So, and you just dropped some really powerful stuff in there. So thank you for leaving those with, uh, with all of us to reflect on, on our own as well. Um, Good. Michael, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, I mean, I want to respect your time, so I'll, I'll start wrapping up, but the, I definitely want to get into, you know, your, your rituals and routines as they look today, knowing that they have probably evolved and they will continue to evolve. But uh, I mean, I can I speak for myself, but I'm sure everyone listening on the other side can see that you're tapped into work that really means a lot to, your, to yourself and you're helping uh, other humans on the other side do really great stuff. So I'd love to know how you stay at the top of your game and stay healthy and clear and fresh uh, with some of the, the practices that form up your daily life. All right. I'm ready to give it to you. Uh, I'll first <laughs> say, um, now I, this, so two days ago I was out, I, I, my wife and I bought electric bikes or I bought electric bikes for my wife and I, <laughs> the other way like <laughs> yeah. and, um, we love them. They're so much fun. Uh, and so I'm out on a trail and I want to take a shortcut because from where our house is, we're surrounded by a beautiful big Canyon that is a little bit dicey to get through. Okay. And, um, but several miles away, we can get on a really, really nice bike trail that brings us to mission Bay. So I'm in San Diego and I can get to all the water, the ocean, Pacific beach, mission Bay, ocean beach, et cetera, et cetera. And, I can either take some roads, um, which have a fair amount of traffic on it. And frankly, it's a little, it's just, it's not that much fun to ride that, that yeah. although on an electric bike, everything's fun or I can go <laughs> through the Canyon. So I'm in the Canyon. Uh, I'm driving uh, probably 14, 15 miles an hour, which is a little bit too fast for some rugged trails <laughs> and I'm on stones. So the stones are probably like three, four inches and stones are slippery in nature. And all sure. once my bike starts to weave and I narrowly miss a big rock, but I hit a, a bigger one and oh. I do an end over. I land and I broke my collarbone just a couple of days ago. And it oh, is, no. it is there. freaking painful. You know, like you've yeah. really learned how perfect the human body is and how if one little thing is out of place, you can't even open up a damn bottle. You know, it's just like, yeah. wow. So, um, I share that with you because I'm doing a certain kind of recovery right now, but normally when I'm mobile, um, <laughs> the ritual is get up and I have found a series of liposomal vitamins that are freaking amazing, um, by a company called Quicksilver. One of them is a multivitamin. So it's bees and a bunch of stuff. So it's a multivitamin liposomal. And then I also take their liposomal C and a liposomal glutathione. Those three things 
get you on fire um, right away. Now, I take a lot of supplements from Designs for Health. I found them to be a remarkable company, and I know the owner, Jonathan Lazat. They're one okay. of the top in the world. So I do a bunch of multis from them too, but I like the liposomal to kick off the day. Um, starting about three, four months ago, I quit. I eat about a meal a day now, sometimes a meal and a half. So it basically I'll wait till as long as I can in the afternoon and then I'll have okay. an evening meal. So I, I basically have been fasting and I have been drinking a glass of chai in the morning. It's just enough caffeine to really r get me riled up. And then um, I hit the Peloton. We've got a Peloton bike. Awesome. So good. Generally try to do that. Um, I'd like to say I do it every day, but I haven't been. Um, sure. but normally we do, I alternate between bike and then we do a walk, my wife and I, um, in the evening. Walking is so underrated, easy. I find. Yeah. Yeah. This right? weekend, even after breaking my collarbone, I went with a friend and we hiked about five miles and it was, uh, as long as I didn't twist, I was fine. <laughs> no kidding. Well, yeah. that's my, that's my follow-up question because I mean, let's just talk that that's real life now. So yeah. you have this, you have this great routine that um, obviously serves you well. And typically what happens, I mean, I, I don't wish upon uh, collarbone breaks. I've been there myself. You're right. It, it hurts like a bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, but other things in life come up usually and can rock those routines. So how did you, how did you mentally navigate? All right, bones broken. Like how do, what am I going to do to course correct? Like what was that process for, for you? Or what did yeah, it look like? Well, I, I think, I'll give you two more little nuggets here. There's two other little things I've been doing. One oh, sure. of them is I got some peptide uh, prescriptions. Yeah. Take something called Thymus and Alpha-1, which is like a rocket ship. You feel great on it. Um, and then uh, I also do NAD, intravenous NAD uh, regularly, which uh, helps your mitochondria. And it gives you amazing clarity of thought and better sleep. And also, if you have any twinges of anxiety, it, it uh, does a good job of getting rid of that. And then one last little thing, which is alpha-lipoic acid. It's really, really good for your uh, nervous system. So to answer your question about when the routine breaks, look, um, body weight exercises are really, really easy. You know, you can just do air squats and uh, push-ups and, and sit-ups and stuff like that. But I've found that long walks, like my wife and I will get out and we'll move fast enough that we'll sweat. But this mm -hmm. becomes our together time and um, it's intimate time. And that that's the easy one. So what we're doing now is I've, again, learned the art of saying no to more noise and, and focusing on what's going to have maximum impact. So this isn't always the case, but in general, I'm taking, I work four days a week, very ritualistic about, you know, like nine to four, nine to five. And then um, we've been taking, since the pandemic started, close to a week off a month, anywhere from four to six days okay. and um, managed to keep, you know, income levels, keep my team busy because um, it's not how many hours you put in, it's how many intentional hours you put in that make all the difference. And that's, uh, that's really what I've found is those, those are the, the linchpins to variability and having a wrench thrown in. Well said, well said. And I mean, I couldn't think of a better place to end on that note. I, 
I want to thank you, Mike, A, for making some time, and especially knowing that you're very intentional about your time. So I appreciate and value uh, this conversation. But more so, a huge thanks from everyone listening and everyone that you have already touched their lives and will continue to touch their lives, given the work you put in with yourself and going through that reinvention and being true to yourself. That, you know, I really thank you for that because that. That's changing and reaching millions of people. Well, Mark, I uh, thank you for for that, and thanks for the opportunity. I I, uh, am always grateful to be on someone else's platform on a podcast, and uh, it means the world to me. And also, I hope as the viewers and listeners are engaged, I hope there's a nugget that you got today that you can use immediately and um you know think about how you go out and create a remarkable ecosystem um that can affect more people think about where can you gain additional leverage and put a bigger fulcrum that has more depth and more um reach and it doesn't have to be wide and shallow it can be deep and narrow love it love it I will make sure the show notes are linked up to everything that you are doing so people can follow along and reach out in case there's some uh, great opportunity. Uh, and just, I would say in general, just pick up on the awesome energy that you leave, uh, well, A, on this show and from other interviews I've seen and videos and whatnot. It's, uh, it's a really special trait. So thank you again, sir. It's my pleasure, Mark. Thanks for having me. <laughs>